It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Today, we revisit our original 53-man roster. Boy, we had some curious uh, decisions in there. Hey, this is Arif Hassan from the Wide Left Substack. I did not arrange for a tropical storm to take Luke Braun out. Opinions are mixed on the earthquake. I'm Luke Braun from Lockdown Vikings. I do not believe Arif. Luke Edmund on Twitter at Luke underscore Spinman. And my preseason fantasy moves have been in total preseason form. Unrelated, Josh Oliver, you're cut off the team. <laughs> That's all coming up on today's Minnesota Football Party. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota Football Party. Welcome in. New week here on the Minnesota Football Party. Locked on Sports Minnesota. I'm Sam Ekstrom. You met Luke, Luke, and Arif. They complete the panel today. We talk Minnesota Vikings football endlessly for the next hour. Really glad you joined us today on YouTube for free, Locked On Sports Minnesota channel, or free and available wherever you get your podcasts, or the Amazon Fire, Roku, or Sirius XM apps. Check them all out. All good partners of ours. Plenty to get to on today's show. We're 48 hours removed from Vikings Titans. We've got four ups, four downs, our main takeaways, positives, negatives, from that preseason loss to Tennessee. We're going to revisit our original 53-man roster projection from two months ago and see how we're doing. We're also going to look ahead to the Arizona Cardinals joint practices, which begin on Wednesday. And also, the Vikings have signed a quarterback. What does that mean? We're going to discuss. <laughs> Kirk Cousins on, on notice. <laughs> Looking over his shoulder. Today's show brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. I think betting or fading the Vikings in the preseason, that's got to be the new lock of the century. Yeah, you got to parlay, right? Fade the Vikes and then bet on the Ravens. What have they right. won, like 18 in a row, 21 20 in a row? to 23? It's like a huge number. I didn't even realize actually this was happening. That's that's like Mike Zimmer on steroids in the preseason. Unbelievable. Um, but that's all coming up. On today's show, uh, let's go back to Saturday. Vikings lose to the Titans 24-16. I'll, I'll be honest, if I were power ranking, like joint practice number one, joint practice number two, and the preseason game, I would say joint practice number two is the winner. Joint practice number one, close behind, and then a big gap, and then the preseason game in terms of entertainment value. Wasn't a great game to watch. Vikings lose 24-16. Not a lot of guys played. And when I say not a lot of guys, I mean even a lot of backups didn't play in this game. 33 inactive Vikings, including a couple of guys. But I'm glad you had the number. And yeah, Nikhil Harry injured, and Najee Thompson got hurt right away. And um wasn't great. But there's still plenty to discuss. We have winners, losers on an individual basis. Let's do a little four ups, four downs. Let's go around the circle. We'll start with Inman. Give me an up. Give me a positive, something you liked from the game uh, to get us kicked off here. I think the tight end room feels a lot more crowded all of a sudden. I'll say that, and I mean that in a good way. You got the big three at the top, and then Muse looking sharp again in game two, and then Ben Sims and Colin Thompson both looked really solid, both blocking and in the passing game. In fact, they have the two highest offensive grades on the entire team per PFF. So, I don't know. You think about KOC shift to more two and maybe three tight end sets, and all of a sudden, 
it's not so crazy to think they'll keep not just four tight ends, but potentially maybe they try to sneak two more of these guys on the practice squad with Sims and Thompson, just the way they played Saturday night. But all in all, I will say, man, it was a very sluggish, uh, dry game to find many positives from Sam. For me, I, I, the biggest riser of the night, and it might be too little too late, it's got to be Sheldon Day. What a game he had up front. Uh, he penetrated. Yeah. The Vikings did a lot of five-man vanilla rushes or five-man rushes with like one stunt in them, which is a lot more vanilla than I think what you will see in, in games. And it, But what it meant was a lot of one-on-ones, and Sheldon Day won a lot of those one, one-on-one matchups. Uh, and in terms of a faller, I hate to do this to you, Sam, but I think I got to go with Tristan Jackson, who slipped on a route and then he wasn't in the right spot. I think he had another failed completion. Uh, he had a, a a rough game on. You're looking at me like like you don't agree. I'm just consternated. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear consternation phase. That's a consternation phase. Yeah, no, I I, I think it was uh, a, a lot of. I'll I'll give it to the wide receivers in general, honestly, because they all had moments of like either a failed completion or or a bad moment there the like whole second team room of wide receivers. Perhaps the biggest winner of that is Nikhil Harry, just by virtue of not playing while everybody else had a rough one. Uh, okay. We were going to do it. We were going to do like ups and then downs, but okay. All right. Get the negativity oh. out there. Uh, well, I, do wanna... I wasn't listening. So fair enough. Yeah. Um, I just, who am I? By the way, Luke Braun is literally treading water as he records this. He's in like a, <laughs> Just standing flood water in his home. Yeah. Uh, what am I actually? My one of my favorite Sheldon Day plays. He didn't log a statistic. It was I think the Troy Die tackle for loss. Um, he held up on a double team. I think they were in Bear or something like that. So you had the three uh, defensive linemen uh, head up against guard center guard, and uh, Troy Die got a tackle for loss because the three of them held up. And I thought that Sheldon Day did a really good job against the double team, even though that's just typically not the thing that he does. He doesn't do typically very well against double teams. Uh, and that was a big part of forcing the running back outside, which allowed Dye to make the tackle. So a bunch of really good stuff in addition to like the sack. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to give my positive to Najee Thompson. Oh my God. This guy is so good at special teams. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the all 22 of, um, of Thompson's like incredible tackle, but he just like, it was it was like a it's you know it's it's a it's a two person jam and he just dusts them like it's a he was born to be a punt gunner this guy is incredible at this i also thought that he continued playing past that play so i don't know that he actually got the con- concussion on that play nor they, did they it look said like he, he did though Oh, KOC said he his did. helmet came off on that play. I'm gonna guess he got the concussion but he just like didn't report he just didn't okay that that or, i guess that makes like more that. sense um Concussions are weird. It didn't look like his head uh, took a ton of contact yeah. on that play, but his helmet did pop off. It's a kind of an Eric Hendricks thing. Don't worry about it. But um, yeah, I, I thought that he was spectacular as a special teamer. Okay, positive for me. I thought that the play of Vidarian Lowe was really nice. I thought the play of Blake Brando was really nice. And if you can count on at least a couple of your backup linemen to be reliable, especially the the flexibility of, of Brandle. I think that makes Oli Udo a little more expendable. And maybe we'll get to him in the in the negative portion of this little round table. But 
I thought that a couple of the backup offensive linemen were pretty serviceable. Um, and then just secondly, I know Lewis Seen's getting knocked for tackling form, but he puts himself in positions really well. Like he gets to the spot so quickly. I think he's been pretty good in run fits. I think it's I think this is learned. Like I think this is something that he can learn, get better at, and improve on. And I like the way he's putting himself in those positions. So I'm actually going to go positive on Lewis Seen, even though he got posterized on the touchdown. Arif? I can't go there. I can't go there. No. Um, he's so inconsistent about the triggers, right? About getting where he needs to be. Um, so there are times where he does a really phenomenal job getting into position very quickly, extraordinarily quickly, right? The stuff that we saw at Georgia, right? Um, he had like another tackle earlier in the game that like was astounding how quickly he got there. But he also um, is missing his coverage landmarks. I think he's late to trigger on what's happening with route combinations. Um, I think that he doesn't always kind of know what his assignment is um, as a, as a deep safety, or even as a box safety. And so he's just like late to a lot of stuff. Like he needs to see something a second or third time before he like reacts correctly to it, which is, just you're not going to get those opportunities in a game. Uh, and so for for him to always kind of be reactively learning instead of proactively learning, it, that just bothers me. So like there's a lot of situations where he is Johnny on the spot. He's super quick in getting there. And then once he gets there, I don't know, maybe something will happen, um, which that's kind of annoying that we don't know whether or not something will happen. But the, there's other moments where he just isn't reacting quickly enough or doesn't understand what his assignment is. And it's really, really bothersome. Like, even if we took that that play out and I, yeah, I don't think that we should necessarily take it out, but obviously it's just one play. Right. Um, even if we took that play out, I would have given him a, a negative grade for the game. He had some really great moments, but I, I just think that given what he's been asked to do and what he needs to do, he's not doing it more often than not. How much of the reaction time are you able to put into, okay, he's just rusty, just hasn't played football. It seems like a lot of people want to give him the benefit of the doubt just because of some fan bias. And obviously you want there to are undrafted rookies who show up late that are reacting That's faster, true. in my opinion, than Lewis C. Like so I, I think he's hesitating. I, I think that it might be like a rust or like a confidence thing because he was out for so long. Confidence I think makes he sees what he's supposed to rust. see, and then he's he's late to trigger because he's he's not trusting it. Um, which is a different yeah, problem, a different my, nature of the same problem. That, that's that's fair. I think but I disagree on the frequency I, too. I I don't think it's happening more often than not. Okay, I mean, fair enough. Um, based on what I saw in in uh, the all twenty two of this game. I just thought he was just kind of late to a lot of stuff. Um, but it's really difficult to to diagnose safeties like it just is. So yeah, I mean, that's fair. There is a consistency to I mean, he called out his own consistency, right? Like that's yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think it is. Uh, we both agree it's inconsistent. I, it's about a frequency thing. Right. And yeah. whatever. Um, but like, I will like add to that. It's, they, it's, a, it's I think it does have a little bit to do with the absence that he had and just kind of getting back into the into trusting his eyes and trusting what he sees like he did at Georgia so much. And maybe that'll come with time. I don't know. Maybe it won't like. So my, my, my concern is this is the exact stuff I said about his rookie season in camp when he was in camp. Um, I literally said like, Hey, it's just about 
It seems like he's diagnosing things correctly. It's just about trusting what he sees. Right. I said this like three or four times and that's before his injury. Right. Um, yep. So I, I don't know how, what mental impact the injury has. The problem is we're getting really close to, you know, figure it out time. Right. It's not mm -hmm. about whether or not it's justifiable or the moral character of Lewis seen. It's about <laughs> who the Vikings should start and who the Vikings should have as their primary backup. And to answer that question, I don't think it's Lewis seen at the moment, but there is the possibility given Wait, what we don't said, think Lewis seen should be safety four. Yeah, he should be safety four or five. It depends on Jay. I don't think Jay Ward had a great game, but oh, okay. It, yeah. But it depends on whether or not Jay Ward's a safety and whether or not, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, th that to me is like, if, if we say like, Hey, you hear the two problems with Lewis seen one, when he shows up, his tackling form isn't very good Two, he he can diagnose quickly and correctly, but he doesn't trust what he sees. If those are the two things, right? Both of those suggest to me that this is long-term fixable, right? And so it's not as if, I mean, maybe you're not going to get your value back for a first round pick or anything like that, but it's not as if he can't turn into a valuable player for the franchise. But for the 2023 season, I just don't know if I, I'm that confident that Jay Ward is a worse player. Wow. I, I would I, I would still be pretty confident that Jay Ward is not better than Lewis Seen because I, I think still... he's experiencing some of the same problems. Also, I, th I think the deadline on Seen is when Harrison Smith retires. When he retires, you got to be good. Otherwise, this is a this is a catastrophe. That's a huge. I agree with you, but how lucky is he? Like that's a huge luxury that you have. This yeah, huge window sure. here. You're lucky. And but I don't think you're right. Also, lucky that the, the Smith fifth round pick two, during the Zimmer era right. is playing well. He's, he's lucky still... that Cameron Bynum is not forcing the issue. Right. He's Bynum's still a high. super high end safety four. I think it's just he's. This is not first round pick. You you don't want to have these conversations in year two of a first round pick. How many how many safety sure. four like is Lewis Seen going to be back on special teams? How many safety fours can you not have on special teams? Like it's it's tough to have a, a depth defensive back not on special teams. What he, might be, uh, he was on special can, teams his rookie year, but when that's when no the thing idea. happened. But yeah, I can check this in the the snap counts. But did he yeah. play a lot of special teams in the game? Yeah, I don't out. think so. I don't because think he was so. playing every defensive rep. Yeah, they, just didn't, they had only three active safeties the whole game. So uh, I don't, I don't see any special team snaps in the PFF preseason at all. Okay, I'll just double check. Lewis C. I'm sure you're right. Uh, yeah, none, none. Yeah. So if if he's, I mean, obviously safety three, Josh Metellus plays a lot of special teams. But if he's safety, Look, Reef, four, I know you're not... you're used to first round gunners, but it's time to move on from the Zimmer era. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it's tough. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we hit on some of them already, but let's go with our four downs portion of the equation. Any other negatives you want to highlight, Inman? It might be low-hanging fruit, but I'm going to call it out anyways just because this was my biggest worry defensively all offseason. It was the run defense. And, you know, you wake up Monday morning, the headline reads, Titans rush for 281. I mean, watching them get bullied in the trenches, that wasn't fun. And I get it. You're watching backups. But I think it just adds some gas on the fire of my worst fears, which is they might get pushed around at the line of scrimmage again this year, potentially on both sides of the ball, too. I mean, the offensive line play wasn't outstanding either for most of the night. And again, we just talked about Lewisine. I'm not talking about just the Lewisine missed tackle. That was only a 33-yard run. There was 250 more yards on the ground outside of that, and it just makes me really worried that if a starter or two were to go down at some point in the season, they might not have the depth to come in and 
not get exposed over an entire four quarters game by game. So, you know, I know Sheldon Day had a great game. We talked about him, but the trench play, I think just in general, top to bottom, uh, that was rough to watch. Uh, the return of Holdy Udo is a little rough. Back-to-back holding penalties and then later giving up back-to-back hideous sacks. Kind of a disaster class for a guy who might be in a competition with Vidarian Lowe and I would say getting blown out by him. 16 penalties two years ago, by the way, for Udo, leading all offensive linemen in the league. Holdy Udo. I'd, I'd forgotten that little nugget. Yeah. That's got to be close to all offensive players in the league, right? I mean, all players, period. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks because it felt like that there, there was like a reachy kind of habit that moving him back to tackle seemed to alleviate when he had to play at the end of last season. And uh, it's back. Here's Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Arif. Um, be more negative. I- I'm I'm a little concerned about the depth at the offensive line in general. Um, I think Blake Brandell played well. Um, I think I mean Vidarian Lowe played all right. Um, but after that, I'm like worried about Austin Schlotman after what we saw. Mind you, Tyre Tart had like a lot of reasons to play like he did. So you know. <laughs> he didn't even get to go up against Bradbury. This yeah, is a shame. Right. Just, they should have yeah. put him in for one drive just to settle the score. Yeah, yeah just to, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't I don't love seeing people hammer slung out of the stadium. Like that's that's rough. Um and then we already talked about like how disappointing the receivers were, but like I wanted to see a lot more from one of the three, Christian Jackson, Brandon Powell. Um, and uh, Jalen Rager. And I just, you, I don't think we saw enough from them to feel comfortable that after that fairly good, you know, week one from that group, uh, that, uh, that we've got like some good resolution on kind of who wide receiver four, five, et cetera, is going to be. So, or five, six is going to be. Um, so, yeah, that's the, that's the concern. Assuming that Jalen Naylor is like fine at wide receiver four, which isn't fair, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's so difficult for my negative that they they really can't get a gauge on this running offense at all. And, you know, like the, the run defense is a big concern off that game. Um, and I don't think we can judge anything on the run offense because they don't have a fullback. Like they didn't put they don't have a backup fullback rostered to at least simulate what they would do with CJ Ham. Uh, they don't have Oliver on the field. They don't have Munt on the field. They don't have Hawkinson on the field. So like they, they don't have their tight ends. They don't have their fullback. And obviously they don't they don't have the wide receivers to divert attention. So in it's just fairness, hard to the, the tight ends blocked real well. In yes, they did. Game, in my really good. And you're also you're going up against second and third teamers too. But uh, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I thought yeah. the running backs played actually, I mean, what, two point two yards per carry, three point yards per carry. I thought they played well. Like, so I'll give them that. Um, given what we saw, but yeah, yeah, I, it's not a judgment against them at all. Like, I don't think I didn't feel like Chandler had much to work with. I didn't think McBride had much to work with because they're just not set up to succeed in that facet from an efficiency standpoint. Maybe the coaching set doesn't care. That's fine. If they don't care, they don't care. Um, it's hard for us to get a gauge on what they're really trying to do with it because it's so vanilla. Uh, yeah, I think that it's they're just trying to keep it close to the chest with the fullback stuff. That's going to look a lot different than the run game was last year. It's like one of the main things that if you're preparing for the Vikings and you're scouting, you know, last year's tape, it's, I feel like one of the main advantages that you'll have against a team doing that is that the run game is going to be schematically a lot different and hopefully the other team can prepare for it. So 
makes sense that yeah. they wouldn't want to show that in the preseason. Yeah, that'll uh, it'll benefit you against the Bucks, hundred percent. Maybe even the Eagles, and uh, that happened against the Packers last year. The 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 newer team or the newer scheme went out big time in that game, and then the, it Despite wore the off pretty fast. Of Vikings media, the the Donatel, yeah, the Donatel scheme held up for exactly one week, and then the Eagles figured it out. All right. Um, Quick word from FanDuel, then we're going to revisit our 53-man roster. We're brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and a great partner of ours here at Locked On. This is the promotion that we've been telling you about for a couple weeks now. You got to go check it out before the regular season begins. Pick a team to win the Super Bowl. Preferably, pick a team that's going to win like 14 games this year. And every time they win, you get bonus bets deposited straight into your account. And what do you do with those bonus bets? Well, you parlay those to over-unders, other prop bets, future bets, uh, money lines. Put it on anything. There's dozens, hundreds of ways to wager on football at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook app, very safe, very secure, very easy to use, get paid instantly, and uh, there's no better place to bet the NFL. Check it out today, FanDuel.com slash locked on, FanDuel.com slash locked on, the website to visit. Start earning bonus bets today, FanDuel. Make every moment more. I am going to read you guys off our 53-man roster that we put together in June at some point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How many it, of these players have already been cut? <laughs> it, it is not entirely bad, but I think we might need to make some adjustments. Um, I will go position Are by we position. You're Let such me... a positive coach, Sam. <laughs> Power of positive language. We have things we can build on and things we have to work on. These are opportunities to improve. Exactly. Yeah. They're not failures. They're not failures, guys. They're just just iron sharpening iron out here. Absence of correctness. So, (laughs) our quarterback room Cousins, Mullins, and Jaron Hall. Good, good, good. Comfortable with that. Good. Yeah. No Jordan Thomas? Overtake? Uh, Practice squad, Jordan Thomas. The four quarterbacks, please. Yeah. That I would, I would do a dance, man. Quazy's got a little <laughs> XFL crush, I think. Hey, DC so, defenders, I mean, the best team in the XFL. Have right, like even even under Spielman, they brought in AAF. Spielman guys. plumbed the semi-pro leagues for sure. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he it's, did it more or less than other GMs, but it's uh, all Carolina DC defenders though, love, which is amazing. Like Carolina and Pittsburgh love the the developmental leagues way more than the Vikings do. Hmm. Um. Running back room. Things I know. Madison, Wongwu, Chandler, McBride, Ham. Okay. Yeah. There. In, in, in terms Good of job. people who make the roster, yeah. But I think Chandler is probably going to take that running back two spot. Sure. I would agree. I, did we bother to put him in the in like a an order on purpose? No, we did not. These are not no, just, by yeah. importance. They're just names. Yeah. We did not rank these players. Any word on Kenny? You think he could potentially start on the pup? I mean, just save a roster spot. Things are going to get tight here. With I think there roster. is a frustration with Kenny right now. I don't know if it extends into the regular season. I think it's just going to cost him a chance at the two job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All now, right. Did we do this before Dalvin Cook got cut? Was that a call? I think, I think so. we, we all assumed. We were very yeah, we were confident assuming. that Cook was was gone. Yeah. But we but we did not do it before Zadarius Smith. Hmm. Because we have Zedarius Smith on here. Oh, uh, rough. I think that was my bad. I just... Yeah, oh, that's right. we, oh yeah, because we did it position by position. We right? have it, yeah, because yeah. we each... Yeah. We gave each other 
we assign positions. So we've got another one at safety where I think it was maybe Braun who like traded Cam Bynum. Um, so that gets a little weird. <laughs> Wait, what? I love it. I love it. Camp, yeah, I think one of us was trying to be cute and traded Cam Bynum. For so we what? Did not have... Oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah, that was because I, I needed to find a way to get a roster spot <laughs> with a. I figured, oh, yeah, hey, they, we're real deep at safety. Let's flip them for picks. Right. Because, like, oh, yeah, because we went like top down and yeah. we didn't consult with each other. And so it's like, yeah, I get 10 offensive linemen. And later it's like, I've got two safeties I could probably Yeah. Guess. We right. have, I got to get rid of one of these offense. guys. So, so I picked I, offensive linemen and linebackers. I remember that. And I remember saving a spot from last year on offensive line. Yeah, sure. Whatever you say, man. Yeah. yeah. Pull up the tape. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had a record of what we ended up selecting. Uh, first, alas. first debate, uh, we have Hawkinson, Oliver, Munt, and Muse. We have Muse on the team. I think I li- it's a conversation. I like it. I like it. It's it's so 50-50 right now. Like, it feels like, yeah. like look, he's not going to overtake Johnny Munt, but him earning a fourth tight end spot I still don't think is out of the question at all. So uh, the Vikings used so many tight ends in this preseason game. I just think mm-hmm. that... They are a tight end heavy. That's just what they're going to be. Yep. Right. And so to me, I mean, obviously because the practice squad is an extension, you you can, you know, but I just think that I would bias myself towards having four tight ends. I think almost every 53 man that I've put together has four tight ends. So that's, well, here's the question then. How good is Nick Muse on special teams? Seems all right. I haven't noticed. Is he good enough? Yeah. I don't know. We like, I haven't noticed anything concerning. Yeah. We're going to keep them then. Wide receiver, Jefferson, Osborne, Addison, Naylor, Knowles, and Powell. <laughs> I think that was me. That's a sad. Oh, that was a reef. <laughs> that might have been me. Uh, same thing, just cut the guy who got cut. So Knowles is gone. Do, yeah, do we substitute in for him with a Tristan or a Rager? No, we can't. I, I would say no because we're at 27 on offense. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think you, I think you cut on the offensive line. I don't think you cut at wide receiver. Well, I already went line? down one, right? They kept ten last year on O line. I only picked nine. Are you going down I, to eight? I think we should have nine. I eight would Two, concern three, me a lot. Five, six, Eight's seven. insane. I think if you okay, do, you're, eight, you're and right. You have extra right. on the practice squad. I already saved away one with that. on the O line from last year. I, yeah, I mean, I guess you t- you generally only have eight active, but that still concerns me. Although, if we're talking about just the best 53 guys, I think you That's can make no a case. No roster's that, constructed like that. They always say that. It's never, it's never constructed like that. Dare to be know? different. Like Let's do it. So you the three offensive linemen. 2016 should have just rolled in with nobody at, at O-line. <laughs> so Rager, Dunn, and Tristan practice squad, is that that the, the goal? And you're then? keeping Powell? Yeah. 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 Because he, he, he was the only punt returner on Saturday against the Titans, right? Does that mean that's over? No, probably fair. not. It's no the fair way they handle this stuff is weird. After I think Powell is a lock. I yes. I would. I'm going to declare that competition. Is that, is that because over. of the way Kevin O'Connell has talked about him? And Wes Phillips, and just the and way he's watching looked, right? with my it's eyes. Interesting because Rager is still like above him on the depth chart in the way that they give these guys reps. And here's what's intriguing, yeah. too. KOC got up to the podium and said, yeah, we might have to keep six of these guys. I don't know. 
So if they're thinking it, who knows? Yeah, they he's might not doing the math up there, though. He I did the math up there, Jerry. He's like, because <laughs> like, what? How many beat reporters ask the follow up? And this is not like a dig on beat reporters because it's kind of a dumb question. But like, how many of them are like, all right, who are you cutting? What position goes down? <laughs> all right, then how many tight ends are you? Keeping? Yeah, right. Exactly. That would be weird right but it's just like that's so you could just say that in in that environment and be like i love our receivers man we might have to keep seven i don't know <laughs> hey north turner, call up north turner we're keeping and, and seven. no one's gonna be like what so that's like what like three tight ends and eight offensive line no one's doing that right that's just so you know it's did they keep seven level. when chisena was taking up roster spots they might have they've kept they seven kept at six. some point it might have been chisena yeah i i know Wild. what's funny and then is they that, used like, two if you look at like the historical Rams rosters under like McVeigh, um, there have been instances where coming out of camp, the initial 53 has four receivers and other rosters were the initial 53 coming out of camp as seven. So it's like, okay, I get none of this matters. Right. All right. Uh, so, we're, so we're keeping the five. Keep we're not we're keeping six, five. Even though we're KLC basically admitted. Hey, Good. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. This, this allows us to buy Cameron Bynum back. I'm comfortable with that. So we are cutting Jalen Rager, and we're cutting Trey Cameron Bynum, which I think makes sense. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you gotta you gotta put Tristan Jackson on ice. Then hide him. Don't let other teams get the film. Just don't like because that. I would am be... not concerned about that one bit. Okay, him getting I'm sniped. Concerned. You're saying I'm you're not concerned I'm worried. about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. like. He's yeah. great. I would love for him to be on the practice squad. I'd prefer for him to be in the practice squad. I just, it's not, I don't see teams sniping him. Okay. All right. If someone wants to put him on their 53, you got, you get, if you love something, let it go. You know, good for him. That's yeah. an opportunity he deserves. That is so just uplifting. What a message. All right. Offensive line Ezra, Bradbury. This is interior. Ezra, Bradbury, Ingram, Chris Reed, Austin Schlotman. I guess we're not counting Blake Brandell as an interior. See, at the time we thought he was a we tackle. Yeah, so, so which take I out think Re- that will be his job. Uh, well, yeah. the there's season. so much versatility with like Udo and Blake Brandell. Just say them all together. Who are the ta- Who's the yeah, full nine? Yeah, so just, the, yeah, the, the, the other Brando four: Darisa, O'Neal, Brandel, and Udo. Yeah, okay. cut Udo and keep Fidarian. Chris Reed alive? One assumes. Chris Reed I mean, is. Technically, there's a man in a jersey. That at all? There's a yeah. pulse. Has, has have we heard of a tweak yet? Yeah. Like, is that going to be somebody that starts out on 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 a pup of some kind? Yeah, we've got no updates. Definitely seems probable. I think point. for now, I'm gonna I'm gonna put him. It makes me feel better that they have guards. So mm-hmm. for now, I I'm just gonna assume. And if he's not healthy by this time next week, we should just assume he's pop. But for now, Reed was buried on that team issued depth chart, which usually with veterans you wouldn't do. Press I, so that that seems like a message. I feel like they just kind of plopped him at the bottom as a footnote, and like by the way, he's still here. He's on NFI. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I don't care about that. Okay, so we're so we're getting rid of Reed. What like what Troy Die and Troy Reed were both ahead of Ivan Pace on that one. Yeah, yeah, it's not real. Um. Low for Udo, remove Reed, and one, two, three. Okay, so we still have nine. We good with that? Josh Sokol? Anyone want to lobby for Josh Sokol? If you do, I think you're cutting Schlotman for him because he's having a uh, because he's had some struggles in the preseason. I don't know if things are that extreme yet, but um, my eyes are on it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I liked Soko for a couple days there. I thought he was the trending upward, but I'm I'm okay leaving him off. So we've got 26 offense. Um, move to defense. Hunter Davenport, Zadarius Smith, Patrick Jones. Um, I would I would lobby for Luigi Villain in this group. So edge. no Wanam? I mean, we Wanam's hasn't even played in the preseason. He's making the team. Well, you just you just added a roster spot uh, by cutting Knowles, so I think we use that well, for Wanam and Villain. We're using that for Bynum, aren't we? No, well, Zadarius Smith is off the team too. Yeah, I don't so think he should still be a part of our fifty-three man prediction for the Vikings. Yeah, you just get rid of Zadarius. You add Wanam. And then I you mean, that's, from there and, and then we play. decide about Luigi Villain, which is a, another tough one. He's like in the Nick Muse world for me, where it's like, man, I could see it, but I could also see it not happening. I, I think yeah, he's I, I don't slightly think... above 50-50. They kept him last year, which was the biggest surprise of the entire 53 last year. They kept okay, five yeah. total. So I think they're going to keep him again. He hasn't shown any signs, at least in the preseason and camp, things like that. It make me think, all right, maybe he won't make it this year. So if they kept him last year, I, I think they're definitely keeping him this year. It's different mm-hmm. roster math, yeah, which is the the reason it would be if he does get cut this time, because I agree he has he's only gotten better for sure. Um but who is more know, likely to get group. sniped, Nick Muse or Luigi Villain? Villain, I think. Do you think yeah, I think so? Yeah. yeah. Edge rushers a little bit more premium, tight ends, I don't know. I I, I yeah, just my gut, I'd say yeah, Luigi. One was a draft pick, that's all I'm saying. Damn. Yeah, seventh round pick a year ago. I don't know how much that goes for. Yeah, I, I think you can save a spot at interior D line. <laughs> you think we could go with five on the on the interior, Sam? Ah, uh, I I'd feel I comfortable with that. We could like the problem is we're getting rid of like players like TJ Smith and Sheldon Day, who deserve yeah. I don't know deserve strong maybe, but like I think there's like a really easy chalk four, and then Jaquel and Roy. <laughs> and then there's like yeah, kind of a, I, yeah. So you're getting rid of Bullard. You're getting rid of a Sezi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're getting rid of Ross. They're all well, equal in my mind. Yeah, like, I don't know if I could keep five here. To, I, I they're think not I all equal six. to me. Ross is got to go. Okay, that's one. Yeah. Black lock, but that was not. That wasn't even on our list. This is our list. Yeah, Phillips lock, Lowry lock, Tonga lock. Then you've got Bullard, Roy, and I'm now doubting myself on the pronunciation. Otamewo, Otamewo. I, um, I just it, the the way Paul Allen pronounces it is so he did, different. That was it's Tomo Wu. He's like, a, I don't yeah. Think there's a there's a like, adding a U in it. Um, <laughs> love Paul. Though. I I think you have to. I God, I actually I think it says he's actually looking a little bit better than than what a lot of people have been saying. This is tough. I think I, I really like bodies. I really it's like weird. what T.J. Smith has put together. But there's no way he makes the roster. Mm-hmm. That feels like a great way to earn a practice squad slot and play like two random games where you're perfect for the game plan. Like yeah. uh like the the Patriots Danny Shelton. Like the Danny move. Shelton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which so I who, think TJ Smith and Sheldon Day are in direct competition for exactly that spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So are we are we are we doing five? Because I'm comfortable cutting Bullard. And if it's and it's just a question of whether it's a Sezi or I don't know, Sheldon Day. Right? I'm okay it cutting Bullard as been well. Second team Davenport. He's been playing outside and inside. Yeah, which might be a consideration of okay, that's just like a job he has, and he's not actually in as much competition with like Bullard. All right, well, let, let's keep this the same, except cutting Bullard and adding Valain. I think that's the easiest way to do this. I would sure. agree with you. Okay, so then we've got Asamoah, Hicks, Pace, and Reader. 
I would swap I reader out that to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> reader uh, did not have a great Saturday night. There's a faller for you. Went in with the threes and had some rough moments. Yeah. You want to talk about 280 yards? I, 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 I put a, a good amount of that on. Yeah. Reader he was and, uh, bow plan. Not reading his keys there. Jesus. Not reading him. And that now <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, and now Ooh, we got to find. I hope the earthquake comes back for you, Luke. Me too. I deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> that was rough. This is all your fault. You've upset Mother Nature. Murphy, yeah, well, L.A. in general has upset Mother Nature, and that's fair. It's fair time enough. immemorial. <laughs> Murphy Booth Evans, Blackman, Jawan Williams at corner. Okay, can we Murphy, can we cut Booth, Booth Evans, for Najee Blackman. Thompson? That'd be yeah, spicy. What are you going to do with Najee? Practice squad. No, Najee is like, so far and away the best gunner on the team that it feels like there, there's no way. For Najee Thompson. <laughs> like, there's no way you're, you go into it and you're like, yeah, but, you know, Booth Wait will be fine. We can't keep like, six? We are, we are, like, up against it. roster pressure. We don't even have Bynum on yet, and we're out of yeah, roster we can spots. keep Thompson if we let's don't go, get let's Bynum Let's go back, back here for a second. Well, hey, let's how, go If we trimmed a D-lineman... Right, and oh, we added Valane. We added Valane and trimmed Bullard. We didn't so have we'd... Valane. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought we bought the Bynum but, but, but spot we also didn't have Zadarius. Did. Or Zadarius is gone though. So we added Valane, but we lost Zadarius. No, we added. We, we added didn't have Wanam. Yeah, we didn't have Wanam on that. Mm -hmm. So Maybe. we 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 have currently an open spot we can use to bring Cam Bynum back to this roster. Right. But That's we do not have spot. two, so we can't also bring Najee Thompson back without cutting someone else. Yeah. So by twelve, seventeen. 26 and then we've got five five can't imagine listening 10, to this podcast 14 19 <laughs> terrible okay i bad would lobby for cutting joan williams over booth as much as it's fun to be spicy and get rid of booth i, I who do would you rather have played corner, i can't Joanne cut joan i can't booth. cut joan based on the preseason booth has outplayed joan williams i think <sighs> what uh, i mean i'm not joan did have a bad no game. i just don't know about that no, I just don't know about that. I, I know. I know. I, I did if we're keeping one, we're keeping the, both. I, think I did see your tweet both. about the cover one dig thing, and I kind of disagree with what you can ask Booth to do and get away with, and how quickly he drives. I think that might ha help drive some of the our perception of the two. But that's uh, only one rep. I, I think it's also it's it's that Booth has had. If you call that a bad rep, that's fine. That's his only one of. That's two. That's one rep. And it, I don't think that it's necessarily fair to him to judge him entirely on his worst rep of each night. Sure. Um, I, Especially because was... it didn't keep happening where like Joan Williams gave up like a 60 yard run because he didn't fit so, it. Right. Joan had a bad game. Joan had a bad game. Um, yeah. I do think that week one booth was more than just like one bad rep. I think it was more than that touchdown. I thought he was consistently making mistakes. Um, I guess I didn't see him then because I, I literally looked at the rest of it. There was like one time where he gave up a little bit of separation, but I wasn't too mad at it. And then the rest of it seemed fine to me. Well, Booth had that big whiff on the boundary on that run play outside too, as well. There's though. a missed tackle. Yep. Yeah. But Why yeah. Um, that? I, so I would say I'm, I'm more comfortable given Joan Williams is better training camp in week one. I would rather keep Williams than Booth. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. 
but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. And yeah, I would cut booth for Nachi Thompson. Or, or we roll with eight old linemen. Keep them both. <laughs> we get Najee on there. You guys, you're going to put Najee on the roster. Yeah, absolutely. No. What do you mean no? <laughs> what do you mean Dad's no? home. If you love him, let Dad's him go. Let, let, let another team claim him if they want that. Matt Daniels is going wait, to you, find hey, Sam, your Sam, house. Sam, Sam, quick question. Do you want to be great or not? <laughs> I don't want to be Roll great. Roll the boat. No. All three phases. They matter. Three. All three phases. Look, it, ultimately, when you're talking about cornerbacks five and six, these guys aren't getting on the field. They're here for what they do on special teams. Yeah, I've got a tough time finding that roster spot. I just told you where it was. Yeah. Where is it? It's... I mean, we're debating over two different feasible places to put that roster spot. <laughs> um, look, I'm, look, Sam. So, okay, I, I'm so committed to I'm so committed to Najee Thompson that I'm willing to snapper. give up the Joe Williams Andrew Booth debate. Fine. I, I also Juwan am willing to. Give up <laughs> Thompson. I, I think you would be genuinely insane to let another team get him and the and, and just accept the blow to your special teams that that represents here, here, here's a question question for you sam who has been the what, what's the best team in the nfl over the past 20 years patriots it's patriots are you familiar with matthew slater <laughs> yeah nice little player how many little, receptions little, does he chris have? chris walsh vibes how many receptions does matthew slater have do you think they ask him to play receiver? Uh, two. Two receptions. Put Najee Thompson on the roster. Can Ryan Wright kick? I mean, like, field goal? <laughs> he just, he <laughs> for uh, hey, look. Hey, I, Austin Schlotman, he could snap it further than that, right? <laughs> Paula, you're out. This is what I prefer. This is tough, guys. I think the I, whole point of this, this is so tough. And, and Luke, we it's gonna, you're the tiebreaker on all of these. <laughs> I think you get to yeah, pick Luke, a side, and that's what's happening here. Luke, cut Joan Williams or Andrew Booth, and we can bully Sam to getting Najee Thompson on the roster. I'll cut Luke, Booth. just put Najee Thompson on the practice squad and then elevate him. Okay, just let on, it work itself out. Someone will get hurt. You can wait, elevate did, him a million times. Wait a minute. Let's let's put You can't actually on, elevate him. Ken a, there are rules against that. Let's put Ken A on the pup. Because he's probably headed there anyways. Let's put Kenny on the pup or Naylor and let's just bump Cowards, up. Let's all of you. Unwilling to I, make I think up. if we do that, Chris Reed's probably the best choices. move. Okay. Unwilling to I make thought we already did, moves. but okay. We, yeah. No, Reed's oh, already gone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think Naylor or Kenny going on the pup and we got room for all of them. There you go. 
That's cr- that's so cowardly. That's hey, we're down to twenty five on offense. That's what's gonna happen. It's a normal offense. <laughs> Play this back if we still have the footage. Well, look, okay, fi- my, one or all of them could end up on the pup, but the Vikings are just gonna add guys at those positions. I don't think necessarily at running back because we already have like more maybe than, maybe not at running back. Backs, although they yeah. did like sign like three more. Same so, with like, receiver. Like they're same. just gonna bump up Tristan Jackson or whoever. So who are you? Who are we pupping officially? Kenne or Naylor? I think Kenne. it's got to be Kenne because if you pup Naylor, you then you've got four receivers, and then you're then you got to add a fifth. I think. Yeah. So, so you don't actually save a roster spot that there way. There you go. Pupping uh, Kenne. All right. Great. Yeah. Took the coward's way out. I appreciate the cowardly approach, and then well done. Good job. <laughs> That's the Bill Belichick way, actually. Very third I, I, I way. Can't, I can't believe Sam was like scoffing at the idea of adding a special teams player only. When that's Sam, what you're the like Vikings the last holdout on this. <laughs> the Vikings have been doing that as well as most other teams for like decades. Like I'm I, sorry that so I'm not weird. enamored by two. They were great, two great splash plays, but I watched this Four. for two years with Jacena. He brought no value. Okay, but here's how many Najee Thompson has played. Chris Boyd. Right. Like imagine okay, so imagine somebody with Chisena's ability to get down the field and then make the play. Wow. That's crazy. I tweeted that. I I agree with that assessment so far. No, it's not even a fair comparison because the problem with Chisena was not that he was taking up a roster spot. It's that he was bad at taking up a roster spot. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Nancy and it Thompson seems this seems job. fairly volatile to me. This whole that like making the open field. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, tackle I just looked beating. at a Reef's fantasy totals this week. Holy <laughs> yeah, smokes, that's pretty <laughs> Let's um, move on before I get buried any further smokes. in this argument. Um, self <laughs> self preservation. And he didn't even dress. Oh no, um, that's rough, man. Do I get to go unlucky, dude? That's <laughs> so do we have another waiver period, Sam? Can I sign the new running back? We do. So preseason fantasy teams, we drafted them back in June and a reef. First of all, we decided on what happens. The winner in our regular season gambling contest will be permitted one week where they can trigger a profit boost. They can double their profit. Um, Only if they win. Only if they or and should it be that they have their losses? You have your losses or double your wins. Either whatever happens. I like it. I like it. Okay. So it's just yeah. a, it's a one week thing. Okay. A one week yeah. thing, and that that person also can choose for the loser, which is right now a reef. They can trigger one week one where the the loser will have their profits and double their losses. Sure. Either or, whichever happens. I'm actually pretty glad that I'm not involved in being in first or last place because I'll forget about this instantly. Perfect. <laughs> These are the standings. Luke Inman, you won the week. You won the week with Rager, Powell, Carter, and McBride, who scored a touchdown, amassing yep. you 18. I was hot in your tail, 17.8, with Chandler, Muse, big game, Valaine, and Thayer Thomas. Arif Hassan got three points from Troy Dye. That's it. Man. Thanks, man. That's it. Even with the interception? Luke Braun, you distanced yourself yeah, from crazy. last, which is really all you needed to do. You you had a nice a nice week with uh, Ben Sims actually your leading point getter, yeah big high point catch. Check this Troy Die math real quick. <laughs> I know it, it never seems real, does it? it never <laughs> seems but accurate, an interception and in one tackle that can't be right. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Check it out. I could be wrong. Let's. Well, I'll update it. I'll update the total. 
because I'm doing this live and two I'm, tackles and an interception. And I and we don't count uh, PDs, right? That's not part of the. Doesn't look we like we do it. not count that. No. Yeah. Okay. Two tackles, so eight point three is your new total. Thank you. How is that not a TFL? God. God. Okay. <laughs> um, waiver waiver time. Last place gets a chance to add a player that has been put on the team since we drafted. Eligible for waivers right now. Jacob Copeland, Aaron Dykes, Tanner Vallejo, who did not play one defensive rep, by the way, in the game. Colin Thompson. Kenny Wongwu, who was dropped. Well, his earlier. Tanner on there twice. I have no idea. <laughs> once on defense, once for special teams. <laughs> and hey, Malik Knowles. Is eligible oh, yeah. as well because he was dropped, right? Right. Uh, for yeah. Nikhil Harry, huge upgrade. A pregame aggravation huge. kept him out. I can't believe it, man. <laughs> <laughs> he had every opportunity to be the only receiver worth anything on that field, too, I given know. how the other ones performed. Mm-hmm. And everybody was going nuts before the game. Like, oh, dude, he's got. A, he's locked in. He, he's he's going to make the team. Moment. It's his moment. He's going to make the team. Um, no, he was hurt. That's what happened. I, I mean, I, I think I have to go. I think I have to pick Aaron Dykes, right? There's no, yeah, yeah. Drop Madison, like, easy. yeah, yeah. Like I, in theory, I could have been like, ah, eh, Colin Thompson got some, and Johnny Munt didn't. Might as well, but no. uh, mm. Running backs are are your, are your money makers here. I feel like Ron, you so are I'm, next in the order. So I'm not allowed to pick up, even though nobody has him, Blake Prohl. Is that the rules here? That would be the, that is the rule because he was eligible for you to pick the first. I could have drafted him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so I got something out of Addison, but it's over now. So that's an easy drop for Jacob Copeland, I guess. The only eligible receiver I can take, right? Luke Inman, you had a chance to drop Josh Oliver for Colin Thompson. That would have helped a lot. Yeah, that was sad. That was really sad. Um, but can do it now. I'm not going to make that mistake twice. And now you can rest assured Josh Oliver will go off in this third preseason game. Doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Preseason. Why, why is he in here? Doesn't make any sense. But yes, give me uh, give me a new tight end. Let's drop Josh Oliver for Colin can- Thompson. Can you remove the the strikeout on Aaron Dykes? It feels like bad juju to me. I'm trying really hard. Guys. We had this we last through, week. We went we? through this last week. I don't know. I'll figure just, it out later. Copy and paste format. Okay, whatever. I don't know all these fancy Excel spreadsheet tricks. It's all right. It's Google Sheets. but Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Bard, Mr. AI over there. Because um, <laughs> anything Arif knows, it's Google Sheets. <laughs> I don't think I'm touching my team. I mean, I could, I guess I could switch Chandler. I mean, I'm not going to switch Chandler. Wongu's hurt. I'm not going to switch Valane for Vallejo. Yeah, yeah, you're I'm, set, I'm sticking with my sticking to my guns. I'm going with the guys that got me here. Uh, Lucky Jackson, I think, is going to have a big game, and he might be catching passes from Jordan. Jordan, yeah, Taamu, Luke Braun. Tell us about this guy. Vikings have signed a new quarterback. I think he was like offensive player of the year in the XFL. Yeah, uh, last DC year. Defenders QB threw up passes to Lucky Jackson. So it'd be a, a reunion. Chemistry. Uh, 
along with Abram Smith. They were all DC defenders, which was far and away the best team in the XFL. And then they choked it away in the championship. Yeah. Uh, so he'll fit right in. <laughs> yeah. Perfect Viking. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he is like a spring league mainstay. He has been in all of them. He's so good at spring leagues. Yeah. Like he really stands out. He's a runaround QB. He could be a a lot of fun if he does end up getting some reps. Um, as we were recording, Andrew Kramer tweeted out, I don't know if this is a quote from O'Connell or, or just like a thing or just like a report, but he tweeted that Jaron Hall is going to get a lot of reps against the Cardinals. So that means maybe Mullins won't play. Uh, and maybe Jaron Hall will either play the whole game or maybe you get a fourth quarter with Tamu. Um, but otherwise, the plan for him might just be to be the guy doing handoffs and handoff drills. Yeah. Um, Tamu was was very good in the USFL. I would say probably the AAF is the only uh, league where he didn't immediately place himself as one of the top three quarterbacks. But um, yeah, I mean, he's he's been spectacular in those showings and um, always thought that like, uh, you know, so I was talking to somebody who does um, draft analytics work. I mean, currently he now works for um, an FBS team, but he was providing consultation for NFL teams and uh, Jordan Tamu ranked like really highly uh, coming out. He also said it's a quarterback. So, you know, he, the analytics or whatever, but, <laughs> but, but it was always, it was always something that was like really intriguing to me. I really like his pressure to sack rate in the XFL. 10.8%. Second best yeah, behind a, Ben DiNucci. He's a runaround guy. Nooch. Scramble. Hey, scramble guys usually have really poor uh, pressure to sacks, unless you're Mahomes. So props to Tamu for being a scramble guy without having a high pressure to sack ratio. He'll probably be playing on Saturday against the Cardinals, who come to a sweltering Twin Cities. If you're not local, I mean, the forecast is literally triple digits. Um, Maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. It's kind of been fluctuating a little bit, but it's going to be really hot. Um, I'm looking at this Cardinals roster for joint practice purposes. I think the Vikings need to decide who they want to trade for at the deadline. Like, this is going to be a selling team. Who can you poach off this team? Can you butter up the GM a little bit? Try to build some equity. There's not a lot of star power, Luke Inman, on this Cardinals roster. No, not at all. In fact, you think about the Titans' defensive line, just how dominant they were, one of the better defensive lines in the NFL. You go from that to maybe the worst defensive line in the entire NFL. Can you guys name two of the defensive linemen on the Cardinals, by the way? There's a fun game. Uh, well, I just Googled it, so, so I'll say may- maybe he's an. Is he maybe a linebacker, outside linebacker? Isn't Zaven Collins on the team? He's a linebacker. He's okay. not an outside linebacker. Edge. He's just... Yeah. Oh, uh, he's interior. He's just a no, linebacker. I thought he was edge. I mean, they might move him around. He's um, listed at least on like our lads as as left outside linebacker in the same structure that where like Daniel Hunter is on ours. Yeah. So point is, yeah, I, it's tough. LJ it's Collier yeah. from Seattle. I think he was a second or third round pick. I remember for Pete Carroll, what three four years ago, he didn't really first round. Pick. Yeah. Oh, he's a first round pick. Yeah, he's first round pick. Yeah, no, he was. I remember. He was one of those, like, what are Seattle doing? Yeah. He was like a third round prospect. 
Totally. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, again, going from the Titans defensive line that dominated the Vikings interior, even outside the one viral clip where Bradbury just got steamrolled. But then you go to the maybe arguably for sure bottom three worst defensive line in the league. So how much more improved, I guess, does this interior line specifically look? I think this will be a good litmus test to see kind of where they stand with such a stark contrast from one defensive line to the next, because if they don't look remarkably better versus this Cardinals defensive line, maybe in serious trouble up front. Kwesi could have Dalton Reisner up on that speed dial before the week is over. Yeah, well put. This uh, receiving core for the Cardinals, is it looks about as weak as the Titans after they lost Burks. I mean, Hopkins, obviously, and I don't know if Hopkins looked phenomenal in joints either, but they had Hopkins and then a bunch of, you know, Nick Westbrook, Akina. And I think the Cardinals might be worse at wide receiver. So it's another test for your secondary just to like not get beaten for two days. A, a, a possible wild one if you're looking for people to poach off of Arizona if they're going to be sellers. Mm-hmm. He's had a phenomenal preseason, so I don't know if they're going to uh, get rid of him, but I'll, I'll try it. Yelda Froholt, the 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 Danish. Yelta? Yeah, he's playing at yeah. center really, really well for them, but they also have a fourth-round rookie at center and old friend Pat Elfline, so they're kind of deep there. I wonder if they'd be willing to part with him in what is absolutely a dead year. Uh, I would imagine not. Also, if if he's playing center, that's a really tall center. Um, yeah, I would I would imagine not. Um, I don't, he he's interesting. He's super athletic. He's super big for a center. Um, he's bounced around a little bit, right? Because I think he was what like a patron. He has Brown. Yeah. Um, but I, I I would imagine not. Uh, he's still got probably upside. Um, I don't know if he's like 26. I know he was like an older prospect when he was uh, in college. So I don't know if he's like 26 or 25 or 27. But I, I would imagine that because of his upside, they'll probably keep him around. Um, I think they've also got a draft pick there. So it maybe they'll give maybe, us Pat Elfley. Yeah, it's so funny. I was Hernandez. with Sam just this past weekend, and I literally turned and asked him, I go, is Pat Elfline still in the league? Where is he at now? Okay. Coming so home. he's on the Cardinals. Okay. Coming home. Um, some of these rookies, I mean, you mentioned how weak the wide receiver group is. Michael Wilson still intrigues me a little bit. Uh, he looked oh, yeah. pretty clean down at the Senior Bowl from Stanford. He just couldn't stay yeah. healthy. Played like four games in two years, his final two years for the Stanford Cardinals. But um, Owen Papo, Sam, our, our original our draft crush back in like February. Bruce Feldman's freak list, one of the like top three guys on that freak list from Auburn, the linebacker, B.J. Ojolari from LSU. So a couple of rookies to uh, kind of hone in on, I think, during this preseason game. And of course, joint practices as well. Uh, what happened to Garrett Williams? Mm. NFI, it appears. Oh, great. Yeah. That's too bad. Oh, David Blau. Okay. He's coming home. <laughs> where where oh, hasn't yeah. that dude been? Bring him <laughs> home, baby. Emotional reunion. Macula Grid. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson's favorite couple games here or a couple practices. <laughs> so Zach Ertz is still a Cardinal. How long is that going to last? Uh, I mean, that that's I, trade candidate. I, I think that might, one. Yeah. I don't know how many buyers you have just true. Of how old he is. Yeah. Yeah. And they like Trey McBride, the rookie from last year. They really like him. Colt McCoy starting quarterback. This Jesus. Week. Goodness. All right. You. <laughs> So that's coming up Wednesday and Thursday. Um, I think it, I mean, definitely this, it might be actually a pretty entertaining couple days, hot, intense guys are surly. 
who will Bradbury fight this time? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chris Boyd. Now, now the oh, now yeah. Chris Boyd. Oh, oh. Maybe, Gunner drills are Najee going to be Boyd. Watch. Najee probably won't participate. Honestly, if he's in the concussion, get him protocol. in there. Come on, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> Take a talent. A- ask as many Cardinals players um, that you can about whether or not it's the heat or the humidity that gets you. Right? Because now, <laughs> yeah. Here the dry, dry desert the climate here yeah. in the Twin Cities. Hey, what's yeah. the hidden agenda about this humidity, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's actually going to temper temper it a little bit? I don't think there's fans this week. I think, I think that, there are the joint practices. No, are there? That'd be crazy so. if there wasn't. But yeah, I, I guess I haven't heard either way. I right. because they were the Cardinals joints were not listed on the original training camp schedule. Hmm. And I'm not. I'm not sure if they have fans this week. The training camp portion might be done. Maybe I'm wrong. I, if I think I'm, I think you might be right. I think I might be right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is kind of a performative nature to these joint practices where you're competing for the fans. Um, the special teams gunner drills. The fans are literally cheering with every rep. Um, and you, if you lose that, you probably lose a little bit of the juice, but we'll see. We'll be out there. We'll have reports. You are wrong. They, I am wrong. There will be fans. Uh, Thank Ed you. McDaniel and Scott Studwell will be signing autographs, followed by Paul Krause and Dave Osborne. If you want to get an autograph from those guys. Well, how about that? That's pretty cool. Forget everything I said. It's going to be lit. Uh, and we'll have the full report on Thursday about how it all went down on the Minnesota football party. With a reef, Luke and Luke and Ron Johnson that day as well. Thanks a lot for listening and watching. Comment below what do you think about our 53 man roster projection that we devised with Najee Thompson on the roster? Um, follow Luke Inman on Twitter at Luke underscore Spinman, Luke Braun, Locked On Vikings host at Luke Braun NFL, Arif Hassan at Arif Hassan NFL, and I'm at Sam Ekstrom. We appreciate it. Please comment, please subscribe, and we will talk to you next time on the Minnesota Football Party. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 